0: Let's open the Word of God to Psalm 122. Psalm 122. We have turned here many times before, but I just want one verse from this psalm. Psalm 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Very briefly, so that you don't get distracted by thinking of the rest of this psalm, let's look at that first verse, the house of the Lord. What an incredible statement. What a wonderful phrase that we have, the house of the Lord, where God comes to earth to meet with His people. The house of the Lord, first called Bethel, the house of El or Elohim, by Abraham and Jacob in the book of Genesis, where God met with them. They built altars and sacrificed the Lord, the Lord revealed Himself to them by His, by visions and so forth in that day. But it is the house of the Lord. You know, David wanted to build the Lord a house. And Solomon ended up doing so. Zerubbabel built its replacement. But we have the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the house of the Lord. It is the temple of the living God. It is the pillar and ground of the truth. It is the habitation of God through the Spirit. It is where God comes down and meets with His people in this earth. And He wants us to worship Him corporately this way. And it has nothing to do with these four walls or ceiling. It has to do with the living stones that is you and me, the believers, that make up this church. And so it says in that one sentence, The house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into it. God meets with us here. This is where God Jehovah is worshiped. We don't have to make a trick, a trek or a trip to Mecca or to some other place like Jerusalem to find the house of the Lord. It's right here in Greenville. And we're thankful for that. Amen. I hope that you can remember, and I mentioned this in the preparatory email, five houses of God, all inferior to the ones following Abraham and Jacob. Called a place Bethel, the house of God, because there God appeared to Abraham when he built an altar. And there Jacob woke up one morning after having a vision of God during the night and poured oil on some rocks that had been his pillow during the night. That's as good as it got then. And then Moses built the tabernacle of the congregation in the wilderness. David enhanced it. So that was the second house of the Lord. And then Solomon built the Lord a temple. Zerubbabel built its replacement after they came back from Babylon. And then the Lord Jesus Christ built His church, which is the house of the living God. Each of those houses being successively superior to the ones before it. Abraham and Moses had nothing. David and Solomon had nothing in comparison to what we have. And we are so blessed, and we want to be thankful for that today. Notice the personal character of the verse. I... Not we, not we as a congregation or we as a nation or we as a church were glad. I was glad. So you need to ask yourself, am I glad? Am I glad to be in the house of the Lord? Because it's very personal by that singular pronoun I of David referring to himself. I was glad. How glad are you? What makes you glad? What people in this world make you glad? You're wrong. What place in this world makes you glad? You're wrong. What activities in this world make you glad? You're wrong. This is true gladness. David had activities, places, buildings, friends, family, far greater than you'll ever have. But they were nothing to him in comparison to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now notice, I was glad when they. Now they is not singular, they is plural. Because God has chosen to be worshipped in a congregational, community, social way. And we want to remember that. God has not chosen for us to worship Him individually. Some of us who are loners by nature would rather worship God in the flesh, I speak as a fool, by ourselves rather than with others. But God has chosen congregational worship, and we want to honor it because it honors Him. So, we have plural pronouns, I was glad when they said unto me, there's two singular pronouns, I and me, but then there's they, let us, there's us, go into the house of the Lord. Because it's something we do congregationally. And it's what God has chosen. There was a patriarchal age where Abraham could go build himself an altar and he could worship God by himself. There was a day when Enoch walked with God. It doesn't say a church walked with God Enoch walked with God, but we have a congregational form of worship in the New Testament. It's very social. It's very much a community of believers. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Go means an action. We don't do it at home. We don't do it in our beds. We don't do it in our thoughts. We don't do it in our feelings. We actually have to get up and go someplace and do something. And we do that in the New Testament as well. The Apostle Paul would say in several places, when ye are come together into one place, meaning that they did the same as these Old Testament saints of gathering together with much people. Glad should describe the passion and zeal you have for worshiping the God of the Bible. This is what He's chosen. And we should be glad and thankful and excited and zealous and passionate about what we're doing here because it's what God wants it's his house, the Lord Jehovah, where he's worshiped on earth. <clears throat> it doesn't make that it doesn't make sense and that it, I cannot confirm what I am saying to you with the eyes of the flesh, only with the word of God and the eyes of faith. Because we look at this obscure place in which we meet, we look at the obscure people around us and the relatively small number and it's like are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. This is the word of the Lord, and whether it was Noah and seven carnal church members in the ark, or whether it was anyone else, the Lord has been there among very few people, and He's here with us today, and we should be glad. Anything else that makes you glad is offensive to Him, because nothing should compare to Him. Nothing. Nothing. You can say, "Well, what about my spouse?" Who cares about your spouse? You're not going to be married in heaven. God thinks so poorly on your marriage, even if there's two believers in here that are married, you're not going to be married in heaven. Because it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's nothing. It's a distraction. That's why the great men in the Bible didn't marry. That's just to get your attention. Anything else is offensive. What are you glad about? What am I glad about? Let's be glad that we are in the house of the Lord today. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. As you continue down through this psalm, it refers to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. In verse 6, it says, They shall prosper that love thee, but this is the new Jerusalem. We have been brought into union with the heavenly Jerusalem and the Mount Zion that is above. Right. Let us be glad, brethren. Amen. Only one nation ever had the house of the Lord in the past. And so few have it today in sincerity and in truth. It's like those days. The earth wasn't populated with 7 billion people back then either. But now out of 7 billion people, we are very blessed to have the house of the Lord. And God has brought us together here in this place in South Carolina by His providential care. Let's be glad that we're in the house of the Lord. It's a choice of getting your mind reset this morning of what's really important, where, what location is important, what people are important, and what activity is important. Let us pray. Lord God, our Father in heaven, Lord Jehovah, Lord of hosts, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us. Forgive us for not being as glad as we should be to come into the house of the Lord with your children. Forgive us where we have been made glad by the people and the things and the activities and the philosophy of this wicked world that is your enemy. Forgive us where we have allowed the weights of acceptable things to hinder our race that we do not run as effectively to win as we should. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you have given us the church of the living God, the house of God, the temple of God, the habitation of your Holy Spirit in the New Testament. We are thankful that we have much more than Abraham or Jacob ever had, much more than Moses gave Israel, much more than David and Solomon built for Israel, much more than Zerubbabel replaced Oh Lord, we have your house, your church, and we are thankful for it. We are thankful for the living stones around us of like precious faith. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, that you have not chosen the wise, the rich, the mighty of this world, but you have chosen those things that are base that you might bring to nothing the things that think they are something. And so as others look around and see us, and know that we are base and beggarly, poor and foolish in this world, let us all rejoice together that we are your children, the sons of the living God. We are blessed abundantly. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for in your providential care raising up this church and bringing each member into it and uniting our hearts together by the Holy Spirit, that we might be one body compact together by that which every joint and part supplies under one headship of the Lord Jesus Christ and one motivating and empowering spirit, Your Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank You for our church. Bless us to contribute to it all that we should. Bless us today in this assembly of the church that we will come together with sins confessed, hearts enlivened, Minds ready and receptive to receive the things of the Word of God. We are thankful for thy Son, who walks among his seven golden candlesticks, that is, all of his churches, and who is with us today by his Spirit. We thank thee that he is the head of this church. He is the cornerstone of it. He is the foundation of our message, and no other foundation can any man lay than what has been laid in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is our high priest. He is the apostle of our profession. He is the bishop of our souls. He is the chief shepherd. And we thank thee for him. We thank thee that he lived a perfect life under the old covenant and died a perfect death to institute the new covenant and sits at thy right hand forevermore to make intercession for us and he will not lose one of us. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, that in the power of His name You are able to put a hedge about this church to deliver us from the powers of darkness. Have mercy upon us. And, O Lord, by His name, we appeal for that gift of Pentecost, the presence of the Holy Spirit among us and in us, that today we will be blessed to have been in Your house and that we will be reminded of our purpose here in this world. O Lord, forgive us our sins Forgive us our foolishness, our waywardness, our coldness, and revive us again. Quicken us according to thy word and the hope of your glorious gospel. What we pray for ourselves, O Lord, we sincerely and honestly pray for all our brethren scattered abroad in this world, whether in churches or alone as sheep scattered upon hills. We pray for them that you will bless them this day that you will uphold their pastors where they have them and that you will protect and keep them and feed them with knowledge and understanding. We thank you for this nation in which we live and for our government and its rulers and we pray and supplicate and intercede for them this day that you'll preserve the peace and tranquility of this place that we might continue to lead the lives that we have following thee as closely as you will reveal to us. Heavenly Father, for every good blessing that you pour out upon us every day, we thank thee. And for the blessing that you're about to pour out upon us, we thank thee in advance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Do bless us and be with us this day. Stir us up and convict us. Those that have wandered away from thee, bring them back into the fold. (laughs) Heavenly Father, those that are careless, convict them. Those that cannot examine themselves because they rather examine others, cause them to look inwardly and to examine themselves. Let them focus on the beams in their own eyes rather than the motes in others. Lord, save us by your mighty power and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit which we need among us this day. We commit ourselves to thee and ask that you would sanctify everything that we do and say that it will be pleasing in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.